I'm black. Matt's Matt's white. Are you? I, <laughs> oh my god! I'm, you're not around a lot of black people. You don't quite understand the queen, the queen of England. Oh, the queen, Queen Elizabeth. I immediately thought of the group Queen. Like, <laughs> is this the real <laughs> I, I life? I know, right? Like, <laughs> is this just fantastic? Oh, you're only asking him to get out of the car because he's oh black. I can't believe you're doing it. You wouldn't be doing this to him if he was black. You maybe had some Hispanic in her or like I didn't think. I never. She probably did at one point. I never. <laughs> when I went to prison was probably the first time I'd ever really been realized that there were these real deep lines that were drawn in society. Because in prison, they're not pretending. About like it's clear, you're black. You sit over there. I'm white. You sit here. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Zach. Yes, and uh, we are we are going to be discussing um, the uh, what Gilbert Did, the Gilbert. It was going to be the it's going to be the Gilbert thing, but I don't know how long we could possibly talk about that because it's just seems, <laughs> a long seems, time. Because it, it's going to lead it. it's going to lead to other conversations. Okay, well, so we're going to talk about it, which and, and which we'll see how long that goes. So, oh, 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 wait, this is the other thing I was going to say. Uh, Zach's channel. See, you didn't remind me. I did. Look at you. you. See, Zach's channel is up and running. He's got multiple videos on there. It's called. This is so appropriate. Black Zach, which is a rarity, which he chose the name. <laughs> yeah, I tried to go with like what was I trying to go with the um, Zachalicious, Zachalicious, or Zachinator, or the Zachinator, which was hilarious, <laughs> right? The Zachinator, kind of like the Terminator. But he said he was like, no, no, well, it sounds like a kitchen appliance. That's why I he thought it was. To do it. <laughs> anyway, so go to if you. It, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it should come up if you just punch in Black Zach, or we'll also leave the link in the description box. And there's videos there. He's almost monetized. It's been. Uh, it hasn't. It's been a little over two weeks since he put up the first video. He's almost monetized. He's already got over a thousand subscribers. He's got three thousand watch hours. So if you just go there and watch some of the videos, some of the videos are duplicate videos we put up from a couple of years ago. Still hilarious. Trying to get him monetized within thirty days. Please do me a favor and go there and check out the check out the channel. And I don't see. I don't feel like that sounds like begging. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it's. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, do me a favor and uh, check out this episode. Is is my is, how's my does my shirt pop with the red and the red wall? I even got red lights. Wow! Wow! Red so we have a we have a conversation on race, and he removes the white. I had people. to take the white. Please the white, notice the that he has removed on. the white. <laughs> Not what happened, but anyway. All right, so what? So there we're was, talking about Scott Adams, yeah. who is the creator of a comic strip, comic strip, script. I can't even talk. I'm anyway, a comic strip called Dilbert. Dilbert is the 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 oh, D with a Dilbert. Yeah, D I L B R T. You never seen Wait, it? Did I say Gilbert? I was saying G with a no, Gilbert. It's Dilbert. You, Dilbert. You never read the Dilbert comic script? I've seen pictures it, of it's, it. It's where the dog. It's an office comic script where they talk about memos. Like, okay. I, oh, I'm going to do a, a memo. I'm gonna, I got to do a memo. It, it's about the office. He works with, uh, there's a female, there's a dog that's the boss. Okay. You, you never read it? I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't read the comics. I don't. So, and here's a question I wanted to ask. I was thinking about this. So, Dilbert as a comic strip is, is one that, so let me ask you this. 
Think about what think about yes. what you're trying to say. Yes. Formulate when, the sentence. How often do you read comic strips out of the newspaper? Me? Never. Yeah. Never. Never. Have you ever read them before? Yeah, I have. Like when I was a kid and they actually had newspapers and my dad would have it and he would laugh about stuff. Like they used to have the comics used to be pages. Be yes. A couple pages yes. of the comics. Which one which one actually made you laugh out loud? Can you remember any any because I read them all, I re, I read them as an adult. Whenever I get a paper, I'll still read the comic strips. I mean, I used to think that because I have the, an addiction the, to the peanuts. The the far side used to make oh, yes. me laugh. Yes. Uh, Hagar the horrible. Hagar the horrible. And uh, Garfield. Oh yeah. yeah, Garfield was a, a, a definitely a laugh out louder. Yeah. So, but you know, that was it. All right. For me, it was Doonesbury. That that Doonesbury made me laugh out loud. Boondocks. Have you ever read Boondocks? No. I probably read it, but I don't remember. Oh, oh my. Made me laugh out loud, especially when they were making fun of Brokeback Mountain. Where okay. Oh, oh my. I, I was I was side-splitting on Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> they, they just did. What was it? Um, oh, God. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember. Uh, um, you know, um, Harry, uh, whatever, the Prince Prince Harry and... Uh, Meghan? Meghan Markle. Um who was it that just mocked them? They they just did a whole. It's a it, it's not a comic. It's a um it's a cartoon. The cartoon. Oh, I don't know, uh, bro. It was huge. Like they just mocked the hell out of them. Um, I can't believe I can't remember this. People, no, not the Simpsons. It's the uh, Simpsons. Sim- it's, Simpsons cartoon made me. That that is my favorite cartoon. In fact, on on my podcast one day, I'm I want to gather some Simpson fans. And just talk about the Simpsons, especially I want people to tell me the funniest, like some of the funniest moments, like the, the moment on the Simpsons that made them laugh the hardest. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start putting together some Simpson fans and we're going to sit in here and talk about the Simpsons. I love the Simpsons, all 31 years of them. <laughs> um, Although I probably haven't seen the last 15, not much of the last 15. I had made it a point to watch them, but I haven't gotten around to it. South Park. Oh you don't know, God. South Park just did a huge thing on them, just mock the hell out of them. And they were basically mocking them for for their whole stance on, we just want to be left alone, and that's what we're going to talk about on our grand world tour. Yes. Like, <laughs> we want the media to stop bothering, bothering us, us, and we're going to go on every single show. We're going to write a memoir. We're going to do a Netflix series. Yes. We're going to go on every single show talking about how horrible it is. And, that, and, and, that, and, right. <laughs> just leave like, us alone. But it's it's so come back it, tomorrow so we can tell you about that. And of course they're upset about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm upset that I'm upset that you're getting that I'm getting like, to me that I'm getting attention that right. I'm begging for right. right to try and try and make some money off of because she's gonna bleed this guy dry. He doesn't really have any money. You think she's bleeding him? I, I think you what I don't think they're in love. I think he's probably in love. What? Um, I I think what what happened in my opinion there is that. You know, she saw him. She hooked. She hooked up with him. Listen, I saw. I saw. First of all, you know what's so funny is like I didn't even know she was black. Like I, I would have never thought she was black. I. I, I what just would thought, you have thought she was? I would thought she maybe had some Hispanic in her, or like I didn't think. I never. She probably did at one point. I never. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a that that's a short. Like that, that's a great short. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so I, I I didn't know that till suddenly it became an issue, right? And then it's like the oh well the queen the family they're racist and they're like, 
Well, I mean, it's the queen. Like, you had to know this was coming, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know how racist is, as it is, is how just removed from society in general they are. Amen. Like, I don't think they're going out of their way to try and come up with policies that fight that fight against, you know, um, you know, blacks or anything. I just think that in general, it's like, hey, we're white. The family's white. Our generation is white. There's generations and generations. And that's just, you know, like, I don't think they're going out of their way. They, and I think they had asked the question – if they had children, how dark would the baby be? That was what she had oh, said <laughs> the queen asked. And it's like, I doubt that the queen would have even thought that that was a ra- – I don't think she would have said it as a racist comment. Just as, I can agree out of with curiosity. Um, doesn't mean that she, it's negative, but she's super offended. I th- and what's so funny is I saw a comedian. He said – um, he goes, I mean, honestly, like she saw this guy. And let's say she fell in love with him. Like she had to know she was hitting the Caucasian lottery. Like you couldn't get more white than this dude is. You had to know that might be an issue going in. Right. And you stuck through it. Like if there was such an issue for you, then why didn't you move on to somebody else? It's not like she's not, couldn't find someone else. She's hot. Yeah. Megan Markle. Yes. Hot actress. A pain in the ass. All right. So we, at some point, should we start with Dilbert and then branch off into racism or do we just start with racism and then branch off into Dilbert? No, no. Dilbert. You like Dilbert. I do not like Dilbert. My whole point is that comic strip has never made me laugh. And a lot of times I wouldn't even read it because I never thought it was funny. It was, I thought it was beyond my comprehension for funny. I've and, never, and, I've never read it. And so. I've tr- now I can't find it because I was trying to remember if Dilbert had any black characters. Most comic strips have a black character. You even throw one in there. Even yeah, even Peanuts had um, what was their black character's name? I know it. It's gonna come to me later on. Yeah, they they no, very intelligent. So. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, very intelligent. Franklin, Franklin. The fact that I can't remember shit. How do you remember anything? Because I, I, I read it. I, I, I had an addiction. 30 years ago? I'm, listen, I have an addiction to Peanut Comics. I've read them. I've watched all the movies. I've been to the Mall of America where they have all their rides. I am, I am a Peanut advocate. I loved Charles Schultz. I love Peanuts. Listen, listen, and they this, had, is a, this is the perfect time to say also. What's your favorite movie? That is not my favorite movie, Mac. You I said simply it was. told you I watched it. And floored you. Okay, so I watched... Favorite movie. I said, what was a good movie, Matt, was Xanadu. Because it had Olivia Newton-John in it. Colby needs to cut a clip from Xanadu (laughs) into the thing. Colby, I swear I'm going to watch a video. When he says Xanadu, you need to cut the clip in there where it says, Xanadu, and (laughs) sings a song from Olivia Newton-John. Xanadu. Because when I told Boziak that, his first concept, he said, you let him know his ghetto card has been revoked. My ghetto card has been, <laughs> been, been revoked. <laughs> I thought, my God. All right. So look, now I forgot his name again, man. Scott. Who? Scott Adams. Scott Adams. So Scott Adams. Scott I know it's horrible. Adam, Scott Adams. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cracker name. Yes. Yes, it is. So Scott Adams went on a rant. Yeah. Right. Where he saw a poll. I'm sure everyone's seen the rant. And we're just here to kind of discuss, like, not only the rant, but about race. Because I'm I'm black. Matt's, Matt's white. Are you sh- I, <laughs> Oh, my serious. God. I'm dead serious, people. Oh, dead wow. serious. <laughs> 
feel this change anything? super uncomfortable. <laughs> super uncomfortable about this. We, we've been friends for for decades. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> and and it's and, and it's never it's it's weird because it's it's never even well we we make some jokes some jokes normally it's Matt calling me white so I'm <laughs> like geez Zach. <laughs> But there, there was a line like I didn't send you the the blackface Zoolander today. There was I you said what do, you, be, what do you call them? What are they called? Uh, the gifts? GIFs? I don't even know what. Yeah, what does that gift, stand right? for anyway? Yeah. The little gifts that you can send people where it's like you know it's yeah, GIF or GIF. GIF? Oh, is it GIF? GIF, GIF? Okay. So I, I was sending. I was at the gym and and I was sending Zoolander ones. Yes. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I'm, he's like, I'm like, I'm at the gym and I showed a picture of Zoolander like walking all like 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 yes. a tough guy. And and we were going back and forth. And I kept sending different Zoolander ones. And then one came up and it was Zoolander <laughs> where the character in blackface. And I went to hit it and I thought that might be too. <laughs> That might be a line. That might be a line, especially especially with the video we're about to do. Yeah. That might be over. The, and I said, Jess, can I? She said, Yeah, no, no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Damn. Seems like you'd be okay with it, but, but you might want to be. You yeah. might want to take a chance. Listen, I am. I have. All right. So, are we going to talk about talk. Scott Adams sorry, or what? Go ahead, Scott all right. Adams. All right. So, what is what was your opinion of the fact that? He first of all, he said he identifies as black. He identified at one point as black. I thought he was kind of joking about that part. Do you think he really came out and said that? No, like, I think I, I think he was lying. I think he was just. I think he it was like, I'm going to go to this extreme to make this point. I'm going to make it seem like I'm absolutely like I'm. I related so well with black people that I actually at one point identified as black. I don't think he identified as black. I, I think that's. I. I. I don't. I don't see him. I, I think I thought it was him being just extremely sarcastic, overly sarcastic. Like, I don't think he was serious. I think he was being overly sarcastic about yeah. just kind of mocking the whole I identify type of thing. Because from what I heard, and like I said, I don't watch his stuff or anything, but I was watched about four different like news stations where the news anchors were were discussing it. And they were saying that he kind of does Twitter and does he has kind of like a conservative platform where he talks about certain issues that are more conservative issues. Um, but whether or not they are now saying like, that's the problem with the news. You just don't know. Like now they might be, te- be, they might switch to, Oh, he's always a conservative. He's always been a conservative, but the truth is he may have never even thought that before, but that's what they basically said. And I don't know, but they were like, yeah, he kind of does conservative talks and stuff like that. So, I thought he was mocking the whole I identify thing. Like, oh, I used to identify black, so I'm not going to do that now. I thought it was mocking, but maybe it was self, maybe it's true. Maybe it's something he. Well, I, I mean, mocking or being sarcastic. I don't. I don't believe he ever identified as black. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think not. he ever showed up somewhere and go, "Hey, what? I'm black." Oh, yeah, I don't. Oh. I, I doubt. I, I thought that was just <laughs> him just being overly stupid. Yes. Yes. So, um, and and and. To make that comment is is a little condescending, especially when he comes to say, well, I'm no longer going to do that because I think 50 percent of black people um, are, are racist. I, I also saw that it, that it wasn't 50 percent. It was like less than that. Well, no, the, 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 the all right. So the poll he saw where it said 20, 23 percent of the population thought um, I'm sorry, they did a poll. Rasmussen did a poll where they 
ask people what they thought about the phrase, it's okay to be white. Right. Right. And like um, there was uh, a determination that that phrase was racist where. Yeah. Turn in that. I don't understand. Like you're telling me that you can say black lives matter. But if I say it's okay to be white, that's racist. So you know what makes that determination? Exactly. So and and I have a story about that because I I always thought it was. So people would say black lives matter. Someone would go all lives matter. And they're like, oh, no, you're taking away because we're trying to say that black people are getting killed by the police. I'm like, well, you're taking away from all lives matter when all people you know, or, or don't want to be killed by the police. We're not the only people who die at the hands of the police. Right. You know, but you're trying to make an exception. I agree that as being black, I have a completely different experience with the police than probably most average white people do. I agree that that's true, but like, I don't think that we're the only people to get killed by the police. I've seen white a white person get killed by the police no so, as far as percentages are concerned it, it's not even true like like no like it's, the, it, it probably isn't it, it's inaccurate it, it's just an inaccurate uh you know that there are more white people that are being killed by the police than there are blacks but it gets way more attention and it's correct a, and it's a talking point that the media seems to be pushing yes well I mean, the, the the problem is so it that might be a push but the problem is we but we do it, have a different experience with the police right. but then than again, white people. Did you see the the one – did you see the thing? What was the guy – oh, God, what was his name, too? This is so bad. I don't know anybody's name. What was the guy that was uh, – that choked to death? Um, the cops put handcuffs on him. George Floyd. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if you are talking about no, him. No, no, George Floyd. On his knee? Right. Yeah. So did you ever see that? So, yes. So the, the whole video. Yes. Okay. So I never watched the whole video. And – Somebody had said, hey, you should do a video about this. And I watched little bits and pieces of it, right? Like little clips. And I was and I was like, um, I was like, okay, so you know, they grabbed him. He he, you know, it was an accident. He ended up, it was an he accidentally choked to death. He this. And then at some point, I said, you know what, let me look before I do this, before I do a little even mention it, let me go ahead and watch the whole video. Damn. You watch that whole video, and I'm sitting there like. I mean, I'm getting chills. Like I'm like, why isn't he letting them up? There are people yelling from the fucking from the street that are like, like the one woman who was an EMT. She's like, I'm an EMT. Let me help him. He's choking. I'm and he's like, you back up. You're gonna get be arrested. You're the and he's telling her to back up. Back up. Back. It's like I'm an EMT. He's in duress. There's no reason for you to. He's in handcuffs. Yes. Get off. Four him. of you. Do you think that he's gonna jump up and run? You know, and I, I get it. Like, look, you're a drug addict, and I don't believe that maybe you are choking, but I don't need to have my knee on you anymore. Right. At least sit up, put him in the car, get off of him. Like, and 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 I wouldn't, you know, I would probably lean towards the side of the police if I hadn't watched that whole video. And then I was just like, Jesus, bro, like this is bad. Like you were so overboard and you sat there and you watched the video. And if you watch the whole video, you realize you just walked, watch this guy choke this guy to death. Yeah. In handcuffs. Like you weren't in danger. Like it's so over the top overboard. And I want to, to lean toward law enforcement and say, Hey, he was scared. He didn't know he, this, he, that, but that's not what's happening. And you didn't deescalate the situation either. There's a crowd around, like he, he, one of the things they say is like, there was a crowd around us. There's a crowd around you because you're choking a man to death. That's in handcuffs. And like exactly. the, the fact that I would make that argument 
bothers me because, like I said, I want to be on the side of law. I want to say, hey, there's law and order. Most of these guys are good guys, and I think most of them are. But it's like, bro, you watch that, and it's like it just completely changed my whole opinion on that whole thing. And if you – but if I watched a lot of this, uh, some of the news feeds were were kind of shuff- – you know, a lot – some of them were how horrible it was. But some of them were making it seem like it's not that big of a deal. It was an accident. It was, you know, at manslaughter at best. It was this. It was that. He didn't know. He didn't realize. Right. He was on drugs. He didn't. He didn't take him seriously. He didn't this. Oh, they say it's a combination of both. Right. But you watch the video. Like I, I to me, I changed my mind. I, I was just like, wow, bro. Like you, you got to go to jail. You got to go to prison. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I, I know it's going to be bad for a, a cop in prison, but. Yeah, but Damn. but also Matt, you well as you more than anyone know that the police, FBI, they all lie on the stand, and so they uh, they get yeah. to make the report, and they're always going to make it out to their best interest. Right, but I mean, say it, okay, but at heart, like I still want to, I still want to believe in law and order. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I don't like. <laughs> you remember Jason Weeks? Yes. He used to say he goes, well, you know, the problem is. It's the ninety-seven percent of law enforcement that make the three good percent look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the first time he said it, I went, Jay- "Jason Weeks." Now you can't get any more Caucasian uh, than Jason no, Weeks. No. You, I and mean, sarcast- and, and and sarcastic entitlement. Yes. Well, they law enforcement shattered his. his I life. bet you pr- his prior to his demise yeah he probably had the same like he would defend law enforcement like you're you're lying oh yeah not now yeah and they completely shattered and 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 that's that's kind of the the reason why that there's that line for race it used to be easy like we can treat this group bad and this group good you know and the same thing for jurors they want all everyone law enforcement always wants an all-white jury Right, because they feel like any black juror probably has someone that they know that's been mistreated by law enforcement. It's not. It's not a a, a spoken word. It's just what's in the head. It's just like whenever we I have a conversation about like police and the way they treat blacks, and they'll say, "Well, maybe you like." I say, "You know, police arrest a lot of blacks," and they go, "That's because black people commit the crimes." You know. Not saying there's no truth in that statement because black people do commit crimes, but white people also commit crimes. But in in your philosophy, the reason why the police don't trust the blacks or they target the blacks is because they try to say statistically that's who's committing the crimes, you know. And and they've already proven that statistically it's almost balanced. We're only 13 percent of the population, so if there's only 13 of us and out of a hundred, right? And they're saying, look, it's the black people that commit the crime. Well, obviously. Out of 70% or 50, 60%, some of those white people are also committing crimes. Am I right or wrong? No. But we're just not going to target them. We're going to just say a greater percentage of the blacks are committing the crimes. So it's like, I'm not saying prejudice. It's all a matter of perception. It's To me, it's kind of ground in to a portion of our lives in some way. Because I will say that my mom had a serious issue with white people she did not like them no yes that's not true <laughs> not from the stories i've heard <laughs> no she did not like them at all and, and growing up I, I wouldn't say she i wouldn't say she idolized them she just 
Like, you know, we we are black. I don't trust them, you know, and, and it's from, I guess, the time that she grew up in. And she's probably seen things because you got to imagine the people who stood on the side. And one of them was a 19 year old girl. Like if you're a 19 year old and you watch what happened to George Floyd happen. Oh, you're going to have some issues from, would from you here on out. ever trust the cops? Yeah, from You'd here be like, on out. No, I, you guys kill people. What the hell are you talking about? Cold-blooded. Like, I would never trust you. Right. And and that's what happens, like, in some neighborhood. And, and that mistrust goes. So it's, it's God, I'm probably all over the place talking. but Generational. From, generational. That mis- generation. Yes. Because as you mistreat black people, other black people see or know, then we have the mistrust of the police. It just it 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 doesn't stop. It 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 grows. It it becomes an infection that, that starts to spread. I'm trying to think of the term I had for that, but um and, and that's what yeah. And that's what that's what happens. So racism sometimes the to go back to Scott Adams, it's it's like you said about the queen. I think he's just removed like he doesn't live around a lot of blacks. He probably didn't have a lot of black friends. Yeah. Well, that was funny. I was gonna say that was funny that he had said he's like um, that because he started saying that because most blacks say that they that he said first of all he said it's a hate group. You know, which is in, which black is, people is a hate group, right? So, well, well what's funny is he. <laughs> well, he well, took, now, now white people are definitely not a hate group. He took know? less than fifty percent <laughs> and then applied that fifty percent. Which may not have even really understood the the the, the question, and then in, applied it to the entire group and said, you know, that all blacks that the blacks are a hate group, and I don't want anything to do with them. He said, and what I've done is I've gone ahead and I've moved away from um uh, from from blacks. So that I live in an area that has a lower percentages of percentage of blacks. What was funny about that was that. That survey had just come out a few right. days earlier. Right. So d- did you immediately go out, <laughs> get a real estate agent, find a house, close on a house? And I mean, like that, how did that happen? Like that was the quickest move in history that you'd already relocated to an area where there were virtually no blacks. Right. Like I think that's why when he was talking, I felt like he was being – he was being extremely – he was just being sarcastic. Half of what he was saying was just sarcasm. Right. You know? Not that I'm saying it wasn't racist. I'm just saying in general it was sarcastic. Like you can't – obviously he didn't go out and meet. He already lived where he was living. Right. <laughs> so. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Work. Sorry. But um, yes, you're right. So he was being sarcastic. Like I'm, I'm going to move away from black people. And so, he said he already had. He said he already had. Oh yes, and then he yes. also said he said, and I got that from uh, Don Le- Don Lemon. Don Lemon, right, saying that he would prefer to live. Well, you know, Don Lemon is is living with a uh, his significant other is white, a white male. So, and and like that, that, that's <laughs> just wrong on so many. <laughs> what's anyway, so funny is what's what's what is acceptable now when I was growing up. Oh yeah totally unacceptable oh yeah like if first of all interracial relationships already in and then and then openly gay like keep in mind i was growing when i grew up ellen i was actually in like i think was i in college or after college when ellen remember ellen i ellen degeneres kissed a woman on, on tv on tv and got canceled Bro, went people went nuts that it was huge it was such a big deal and it was like 
Now, I mean, now when you oh watch TV God. commercials, like they don't even put white people in TV commercials anymore. It's what? Well, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. So it's so here is straight white people. They don't. Well, don't I'm, even, I'm, in, a, I'm in an interracial relationship. So here here is what's what's funny. his name? <laughs> Matt. But he, <laughs> that's why he's wearing the red shirt. It's yeah. his time in the month. But anyway, here's what's, here's what's funny. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> here's what's funny. I tell my girl all the time, I said, the interracial relationships is massive in television and even commercials, right? Yeah. So I saw a commercial that blew my mind. I'm God, I want to think of the product. Anyway, there was an old couple, an old, at least 70-year-old man and about a 70-year-old woman in bed together. God, what was the name of that commercial? I, I, I'm going to think of it. I'm going to think of it because I want you to add it in. Where somebody's talking to them and they're like, what are you doing in our bed? Right? And it's a black, old black man, an old white woman. I'm like, oh, they've gone too far. <laughs> they've gone too far. Well, I don't understand. What, what the, what's the implication? So implication is interracial couples, yes, you'd expect in the 30s, 20s, young 40s and 50s. But a 70-year-old man and woman in bed together in a, in a, in a, in a commercial to be black and white. I'm talking my color black and oh, your okay, color white. Okay, okay. I thought they in were both in bed black. together. Right, at, like in bed together at seventy, you would think, okay, married a while, you know. Well, but- they got them pills. <laughs> Listen, there's a you know you know and the you know the villages. Yes, villages have the highest percentage. In the villages, have the highest percentage of STDs. In the United States. Are you serious? Those elders in the villages? Yeah, they're driving their golf carts around. They're boom, they're hitting it. And they're banging. Yeah, because think about it. You got some an old woman. She, her husband's dead. If you're a man and you've got, if you're a, a single man, well, maybe a married man or, or even a woman, like they're single. They got nothing to do. They got these pills. You know what I mean? Like what are they, you know, they're, it's, it's I, insane. And then, of course, it's also from a generation that they're not wearing condoms. They're not worried about, like, they're thinking, ah, we're fine. It's the highest percentage of STDs in the United States, the villages. Oh, my God. Good time. You didn't know that? I'm, I'm, Look it up. I'm moving my black butt. I'm moving my black butt up there now. Especially oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> when I see that commercial, I'm, I'm sending it to you because it is, it is hilarious. You know what's funny about your glasses? Sometimes you wear them cockeyed. Yes. And you do it on purpose. No, I don't. They're too small. No, but they're- got a big head. I'm not saying they're too- You wear them sideways. Like, they'll be- I'm like, and I'll see you put them on, and you adjust. I've seen you adjust them (laughs) sideways, and I'm like, does he want to wear them now? Like, I don't want to- you gotta help me out, man. We gotta get some cool glasses. I gotta get some cool glasses. I'm on on camera looking like a moron. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So Dilbert. Dilbert. Like you're right. We never even. We can't even stay on this topic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So um, first of all, he said black people move. Black people. He said white people move away from black people like he has. I was gonna say like 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 they're like they need any need this guy to tell them that. (laughs) Like they're not going like they're not making that attempt anyway. Sorry. Well, remember what I told you? I said he should tell that to the people in jail or or the judges. Like stop sending people to jail where the black people are. You know, like move them away. Get them get them as far away from us as we can. Oh, listen, I was what when, when I was when I was in the medium. 
It's like 80% black. I'm walking through the crowd and I'm looking around like there's no white people here. There's like 13 people out of yeah. 1,700 What about people. the low though? What was the percentage at the low? 50? I never. I remember I got there. I was like, I've never seen so many whites. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Tons of them. Ton- that or Hispanic. Really? Also, you want to hear something funny? I did research for a guy on an article recently for the, um, the um, come on, Matt, the, uh, the CARES Act. And uh, we've put in a couple of Freedom of Information Acts on the BOP. This guy that I was working with knows 40, 50 people. Uh, another guy I know that we talked to knows another 10 or 20. I know 15 people. So you add all that up. It's like 70, 75 people. Not one of them's black that got out. So out of all these people that were getting out of prison, not I, none of us knew one black person that had gotten out. Can you, can you imagine if the BOP... I'm trying to think if I... Cause like I what's know. the percentage? Law enforcement often questions him, not because he's suspected of a crime, but because they find him fascinating. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do... It's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. So um, it, when I got to college in, in Texas, I I had uh, a couple of black friends. A couple of them. Just like one or two. But anyway, I had a conversation um, with these black girls, and they were asking, they were telling me that they couldn't be racist because they were black. Right. And and I remember thinking to myself, like if, when they first told me that, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, what? She goes, you know, how can we be racist? We're black. And then I realized they were serious. Like, oh, my God. Like, I go, you can't dislike Oriental people. She's like, yeah, but I can't be racist. I'm black. <laughs> Apparently, the school system here is just as bad as right. it is in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember, and 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 there was nothing I could ask them to say that you could actually dislike or exclude or not include a race. You, you could or, you couldn't you couldn't under you couldn't explain it to them. That, no, that's not true. I, I could not. They and it was two of them. And, you know, and, and I'm well, going. Listen, I don't do you, understand. I'm like I don't understand how you. I go because I told myself. I said, you know, um, I have family members that absolutely hate white people. And so, and, and I think that's how I was contacted. I go, you know, some people don't hate, you know, some black people don't like white people. Yeah, but we can't be racist. We're black. It's like, okay. So. Yeah, that's just stupid. Like, you watch the TikTok. You ever, do you ever get the TikToks that, listen, I, I don't know why I find them so just, and I'm just shocked by when there's a guy, and he's, I think he's in New York in Times Square. He stops random people, typically young people. And, and I don't mean young, like, they're not 12 or anything, but they're like in their 20s. He stops them and he says, hey, I, you know, whatever his pitch is. Basically, he just says, I ask you know, just basic random questions. And, you know, and he'll say, you know, how many states are in the United States? And they're like, um, like, uh, uh, sometimes they're like 52 and sometimes they're like 13 or 12. So what continent are we on? They don't know. Who do we declare our independence from? They don't have a clue. Um, I, I, and I mean stuff like what, what state was Lake Michigan named after? You know, <laughs> they don't know. And, and then he's like, well, take a guess. Take a guess. And they're like, like, um, they're like, Kentucky? It's like, 
Yes. He always says yes. Or can you name, you know, can you name three countries outside the United States? And they're like, uh, uh, Europe? And he's like, yes. You know, he, I mean, he just lets them just, <laughs> he named three countries in North America and they're, they can't. Oh my they can't God. name one. They, they don't, they can't tell Not you. Not even America, but. They can't uh, tell you how many continents are. They can't tell you how many, they can't tell you what, what ocean borders the East Coast. They can't tell you. I mean, it goes on and on. They can't tell you what 20% of a hundred, how much, how many, how much is 20% of a hundred dollars? How many dollars would that be? Oh, they don't know. They don't have a clue. They don't know. And and they, it's not like they're like, yeah, man, I don't know. They're like, they really think about it. They'll come up with the wrong answer. They're like, they're like, forty dollars. That's right. And he'll he say that's say, right. He always says that's right when they're wrong. They're like, man, I knew that, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's so sad. <laughs> All right, so when you tell me something like that, my mind immediately it, it goes. You? It yes, it me. does because I'm I'm wondering how many correct answers did he, does he not record? He probably he probably does. Oh, listen, every once in a while he'll every once in a while he throws one in there, and I mean the questions get progressively harder, and the person will just boom, 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 and you're like, like this is nuts. Like out of those six questions, like I didn't know two of them. And it's, really? I mean, they're they're but they're you know they're they're questions that I'm like like wow like they, and they do progressively get harder. Of course, the other people never get even close to a hard question. But anyway, yeah. So, so but, but I know that's what but that's what that's what's up and coming. And what's sad is we live in the information age where it's all at the touch of a button. Where we can I, we can like I search stuff all the time. Oh, I wonder what this is. Oh, me too. Who's in this movie? Yeah. Oh, you know, J- Jess and I constantly. She'll ask a question. She'll, go, she'll ask me a question. I'll go. I don't know. And she'll go. God, I wonder this. And I go. Well, why don't you look it up? She'll go. Would well, you think it's this? And I'll go. And I'll look at her cell phone because I've had this conversation <laughs> where I'm like, you have the most powerful device ever created <laughs> in the palm of your hand. Why have we been talking about this for five minutes? <laughs> and she's like. Oh. Well, there's always the, 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 like, anyway, like I'll dream of what the answer could be. So what, do you remember the point you were making with that or is it gone? No, I don't, I don't have a point. I never have a point. I very seldomly have a point. Oh. So I love the sound of my voice. Ah, now I'm getting it. Look. Now I'm getting it. So hey, I have, I have a, all right, yes. So I have, I have a question for you. Have you ever been accused of being racist? Absolutely. In uh, or absolutely. out of prison? Um, um, well, I mean, you, in the comment section, I've been accused, but you know, I've been accused of everything. So, in the comment section, let's let's section. let's make it personal. Let's make it kind of um, like you're in a situation, and they'll go specifically yeah, but, racist. No, misogynistic. I've been. Well, uh, that's. <laughs> I was actually about what, what I was, was. I was actually about to accuse you of that. What, but I, <laughs> what was it? Oh yeah, I was accused of being an Andrew Tate fan. That that always tears them. It tears people apart. Oh yeah, it and does. and it's not. It, what's so funny is that people they cannot have. Like, here's the thing: if you have one opinion that differs from my opinion, which I have no doubt you do, <laughs> I don't immediately dismiss everything you have ever said and want nothing to do with you. And it, so, to me, it's like we agree on eighty percent, and there's twenty percent of what we disagree on. That's okay. Like I just not going to agree with with everything. E- even for instance, even like let's say I've t- we talked about this like with communism, right, or socialism, right? Like like 
I'm like, well, I disagree. I, I do not like socialism. I do not like communism, which is just an expansion of socialism. I don't like that. But then again, and you go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But I wouldn't mind free health care. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like there are some things it's like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like if there was like a national plan where we were all covered, like I'd be okay with that. They're like, that's horrible. That's socialism. That's I know, but it's, I like the idea of it. So do you see what I'm saying? Like there's always, there's always some give room, but the, but the problem is most people go over with same thing with the Andrew Tate thing. 80% of the things that he says, I agree with. However, I disagree with how he says them because believe it or not, you know, I, I do believe, and this is an RDAP thing where they used to constantly say, it doesn't matter if you're wrong and someone, if, or someone approaches you, like they used to always say, well, I don't like the way he approached me. I don't like the way he said that. It doesn't matter. The way he said it, it's irrelevant. But the truth is, if you have a message, you need to be able to articulate that message so that it's non-offensive. Right. He articulates his message so that it is overly offensive, which <laughs> is what gets him the clicks. Right. And 80% of his message, I don't think, is any different than, um, than Jordan Peterson or... Um, ben Shapiro or any of these other guys that I agree with their message. The one thing I fundamentally disagree with is, you know, basically the way some of the things he says about women and the fact that one of the things that Andrew Tate pushes is, you know, that you should, a man should be able to have sex with as many women as he wants, be in as many relationships at the same time. And that his women shouldn't be in any relationships, but with him and he should be able to, you know, it, it, it's like it's like, come on, man, stop it. it. It's it's too much. It's overboard. Like that's never going to function. And society doesn't function like that. And it's be complete chaos. So stop. So I disagree with that. But the the idea that hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, suck it up, work hard, make make money, make good choices, push yourself, stop blaming everybody else. Like these are the things you know, take responsibility for yourself. Like I believe those things. The problem is even when he says those things, he says them so badly that it makes people hate him. And they don't realize that, listen, 80% of his message, if it was said by somebody else, you probably would agree. Right. And that's where I, I get these people that hate on me because I'm like, I, I, I agree. And then the other thing is if everything he said you agreed with, they people will disagree with and they hate on him because they're like, he's a sex trafficker. But you don't know that. He's been arrested for, for for something that he hasn't been found guilty of. And I know guys that have been found guilty of crimes that they were they were indicted for, they were found guilty, and they're and I've looked at the paperwork and they're innocent. Like there's I've seen people that have been locked up for twenty and thirty years that DNA came back and set them free. And guess what? They didn't rape the person they were convicted of. They didn't kill this person. They weren't involved. They walk out the door. So even people that are found guilty, not the, the majority of them are, are guilty. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes people take a plea because they realize that the evidence is overwhelming. And they take a plea that they disagree with. And they go to prison for things that they didn't do. These things happen. So this guy has been accused of a crime and most of the social media has already said he's absolutely guilty. He's going to prison. But when he's found not guilty and he walks out of prison, he'll be twice as obnoxious. Um, like, I wonder if those people will then say, like, they don't rush to your aid and say, you know what? We are wrong. Turns out these women were wrong. We're lying. The government in Romania 
was um, overzealous. They were wrong. It was a money grab. And they grabbed his stuff. They thought they could convict him. They couldn't. He walked out of jail. It turns out that some of these women were lying or or their statements were taken out of context or for whatever reason. He walks out like those same people that absolutely were against him. I don't see them, that there any of them would turn around and say, wow, I messed up. I was wrong about that. They're not going to say that. And, and, and the problem and the fact that they don't look at themselves in the mirror and say, wow, you know what? Like I, I, I screwed up. Like I disagree with this guy on some some points, and I don't like the way he says it, and he's derogatory and rude, and you know. But you know what? Like 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 he's not he's not what I thought he was. He's not sex trafficking. He's not doing these things. They're not going to do that. They're going to turn around. They're going to come up with some other reason to justify their hatred for somebody that's probably, you know, not not valid. So that's Anthony Robbins um, describes that as the exception exception the exception exception yes so like what you're saying is people prejudge him or they dislike him based on 80 percent of what he says or on something he said that they don't like right and they don't care consider the other part well see that's that's kind of like um getting a job and you're a convicted felon yeah i turned my life around yeah probably (laughs) You know, but in order for me to look past what you've done, I have to make an exception because typically like if, if, if I wanted to be your roommate and I had a drug habit, right, you might I'd have an issue with that. Yeah. So you might like make an exception, you know, but like if, if I end up fucking up, you're like, man, I, I I know this, you know, all these motherfuckers. Yeah. I've had that. I've already had that happen. Right. I've already. Yeah. So (laughs) where the person was sober. And then I, and then fell off the wagon. I said, yeah, you can't, I'm sorry. Right. So if I came to you and, and I said, well, Matt, let me live with you. But I, I, I had a drug problem a couple of like last year. So you'd have to make an exception. So I'd have to be, the ex- I, I would still be okay. Like I would be like, to me, it's like, this is the problem is I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, okay, but you're okay now. Yes. I would, I would wait. Like you would move in and if you messed up, well, then you've got to go. Right. Like, even though I've already <laughs> had that experience, I would still be okay with that. Like, I'd be like. Okay, well, you know, hopefully you're okay and everything's fine. You'd move in. And then if three months from now you messed up, I'd be like, hey, you got to go, bro. Like, I can't have you here, you know? So what if it was someone you didn't know? Yeah, I had a drug problem a year ago. I still think, you know, the problem is I know people that have been in recovery and I still. Well, I'm asking, would you would you move them in? I'd still be okay with it. Unfortunately, I'd still be okay with it. But, you know, you can't say unfortunately. Why would I be unfortunate? Because you have the exception exception. So you you're like, okay. Even though I'm not going to prejudge prejudice, well, I, I'm not going to prejudge someone by their past or by what other people think they are, or how they're labeled. Right. Because I, I think when I say when I say, unfortunately, because I think it, it often bites me in the ass. Does that make sense? Yes. Like like e- the truth is, is look, even when I had the issue with the person that ha- what had moved in and the move, had to move back out, even when I had that issue. If I if if Jess wasn't here, I would have said move back in. We're gonna fix this. It's it's okay. It's this. but I feel that I have to make the right decisions for her. Like I can't put you in a bad spot. Right. You know I wouldn't want to put you. I I can I can, me okay. I can risk that, but I'm not gonna put you in a bad spot. You know, like it, I'd already felt bad for even saying it was acceptable to begin with. And this person moved in and then 
fell off the wagon. And then I was like, yeah, bro, it's, I'm sorry. Because the truth is, is now it's like, it's, I thought you were good. You're not. And I can't be in a position where this is something that's going on while I have, you know, Understood. my wife here, my, that, at that time, my girlfriend. Like, well, I, well, that, that's how people make a judgment on, on, on. So that's how people, that's, I'm trying to get a, the philosophy of the prejudice of not liking, what is it, Andrew Tate? Yes. Oh, right? So if, if they judge you because you like him, it's probably because they, they're they thinking, okay, well, people who normally agree probably have those type of tendencies or gravitate toward people who express themselves that way. They they have a, for, they, they already know, or they already think they perceive the problems that are going to come from someone in that category just like a convicted felon or are you a criminal if you're a convicted felon someone that's renting a place to you might rent the place to a convicted felon like oh, what the hell you yeah. you know as long as you pay your bills yeah. and if you go to jail i'll just keep your keep your stuff so it's funny my <laughs> my ex-wife she's like she's like i rent to felons all convicted felons all the time she's like they she's like they'll come they'll say look i need to tell you something like i'm a convicted felon and she'll go did you kill your landlord and the guys, they'll be like, no, I sold drugs like seven years ago, went to jail for two years, got out about seven years ago. And she's like, oh, we're good. She's like, it's not violent, right? It's not murder, right? And, and then you, and if she's like, listen, even if the guy did, she's like, was it his landlord? And, and I'm like, and she's like, so I'm typically okay. She goes, typically, she goes, I like renting to them, especially if they're on probation. Yeah. She goes, because I'll call their probation officer. And then tell them they have to go. Well, no, like if you dodge me for four days, you know your rent's due, I call your probation. She'll call the probation officer and say, listen, here's what's going on. The guy's not calling me back. So he's about to be, I'm about to start filing. Would you like to call him? And they'll, they're like, oh, I will call him. They'll call right there. <laughs> what's going on? You need to call her right now. You need to fix this right now because let's face it. you know, That's, that's a good uh, motivator. <laughs> right. So she understands the system more than most. Uh, but it, it, you know what's funny? It's It's like. It's like Biden, like they're like hey, president. Calm down. Hey, hey, I know you hey, like hey, the, hey, the old watch, guy. watch yourself, dude. Watch so, yourself. <laughs> it's the same thing I, I, I say with Trump. Like people are like, like I have those Trump paintings that uh, that I that I sell. Where are your Biden paintings, by the way? I don't have any Biden paintings because I think because Trump sells because people are they are um, uh, like. I don't want to say zealots, but what would you say? Like they're fanatics. Yes. They're, they're like fanatics. Like they love him. That's like the problem with with um, DeSantis, of course. Like if he runs, like he can't run against Trump. Like, you know, even though I think he'd be a great candidate for presidency, he can't run against Trump because these guys are are, are zealots. Are, yeah, they're fanatics. Like they're not going to vote for it. It doesn't even matter. They're not even thinking correctly. Right. Like, like so, and it's not the, a conservative thing. I just think. It's just a matter of it. He'll split the vote and whatever. But it's like with Trump, it's the same thing. Like, I don't mind your policies. Your delivery so bad that people dislike you, not even because of what you're necessarily saying, not even because of your policies. It's the way you're saying it is so over the top horrible that people dislike you for it. Or or what? People love him for it. Or they love him for you. No, you're right. I have friends that like that 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 think he can do no wrong, and I'm like, God, but he was so obnoxious. He's so narcissistic. He's so the and he would. There were there have been times during his presidency, he was wrong. You're clearly wrong. Just say, look, I made a mistake. You're right. I heard this. I heard never, that. I wasn't thinking about that. it. No big deal. Wouldn't do it. You won't apologize. You won't say you're wrong. Come on, stop. 
people people are wrong. People make mistakes. Um, but it's the same thing with like with Biden. I know people that despise him. They hate him. He can do no do uh, no right. But yet, I'm okay with with um, I don't know about how much money they're giving, but I'm okay with supporting um, Ukraine. I I love his position on China. Right. Like this is long term thinking. Stop this problem now before it spills over, and and gets to us. Because anybody who thinks, oh, it'll never get to us, it'll never affect us. Well, you're fucking, you're delusional. So you have to draw a a, a line in the sand. But so there are some things that I absolutely agree with. There's some things that I'm like, are you insane? Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The spending's outrageous. Like there's some stuff that's crazy. And the other thing I noticed too is, listen, the Republicans. If the if there was a Republican president right now, he'd be doing the same thing Biden's doing. Of course. With but instead, all the Republicans are. This war is insane. This is crazy. That are you serious? Are you serious? That if there was a Republican president making these decisions, you'd be one hundred percent behind behind him. Same thing with China. It ha- He's Biden's harder on China than Trump was. You right. don't see that. I don't see the Republicans going. You're making the right move. It's well, sometimes some of them do, but a lot of them aren't. And the same well, thing with Ukraine. That's, that's, poli- that's politics. That's uh, but I kabuki mean, theater is what all that is. But I don't think most people see that. Even when you watch, like back to the Dilbert thing. And then I'm going to let you talk for a long time. Really? But, but no, back to the Dilbert thing. The, 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 like, you couldn't even get in, an impartial panel or impartial people discussing it. That these are, these are um, uh, anchors that I was watching them kind of break apart the Dilbert rant or the, not Dilbert rant, uh, the, um, the Adams rant. Right. So, I was watching them, and I mean, they couldn't just say like he was said this, and that was inappropriate, and that was wrong, and that was it. it. They had to go so overboard and call him crazy and this, and just and and then and then it was. But you, you did it. Did what? Said he was crazy. I'm, I'm not an anchor. Oh. I'm saying so. It's like, and then they were they were and they were being like they were saying stuff that was. God, I wish I could remember some of the things. It was like. They couldn't be impartial. They had to go overboard, and they were going so overboard, and it was such a long rant that some of these anchors were doing. I was like, this is really overboard. Like, they're really going overboard, and then I was like, these are two white anchors that are desperate to let everybody know how not how offended they are by this, by racism, and how disgusted, and how, and the more they went on and all, the more... All I could think of was how scared they were. And it was like, you're really going overboard. Like you're pushing this so hard because of your your fear. You're like, like I get it. It's racist. You're you're against it. You think that what he said was inappropriate. I get it. Let's move on. They just couldn't. <laughs> they just went on and on and on. And it was so, it was it was over the top. All right. So quickly before I give my opinion, I get my long time to talk. Yeah, I'm good. Right. I gotta Quickly, um, what what do you think should have happened from him saying that? What do you mean? Like, do I think like, the SWAT are, team should have kicked in his door and, and strung him up uh, in, in the front yard or something like that? Didn't know? happen. I mean, but no. I yes, mean, as far as the, the as far as the, I mean, what do I think happened was what should have like so like he goes on a ra- racist. Rant. He goes on a little, rant. little rant, little, yeah. little, little a little bit, little sarcastic racist rant. What do you think should happen? 
Um, well, first of all, I, I, I'm a huge believer in free speech. So I think he can say whatever he wants. Okay. And the problem is I also think that the newspapers that said, hey, we're not going to carry your, your, you know, your comic anymore. Um, you know, do they, ha- they, they have the right to say no, I guess, that they're just not interested in carrying that, 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 but other than, or carrying his comic, comic strip any longer, like other than that, like, I don't know that what should happen. Like, what do you do? Like he made some sarcastic, you know, racist comments and he, you know, like, what do you do? Like, there's no, there's no law. He shouldn't go to jail. He shouldn't be well, he didn't. sued. Right. Like something like, like, what, he's like what's, not, he's like, not being happening? sued. Like, I don't think that, I think that everything that's happened thus far has probably fallen into line, which even if it was extreme, right? Like some of these people are, are, are being extreme. I don't, I still don't think it, it like he's being treated super unfairly or anything. Uh, exactly. You know, so it's hard for me. Like I, I do see people going a little bit overboard, but you know, but here's the thing. Those are probably that. people who go a little bit overboard anyway. In, in general. Yeah. yeah. Also the thing is, it, it's kind of funny too. Like in a way I kind of feel like, but those places that don't cancel him for cancel culture, which is fucking stupid. But I'll give you an example. One of the things that these people that they were saying, <laughs> like the woman, this, this female anchor was like, Oh, and then Elon Musk, uh, Came yeah. in on, on Twitter and then he said this and then she's reading off what he's saying. And then as, and I was like, okay, all right. No, like I'm not, it's no big deal. And then she's like, I mean, he's just stupid. Like he's just, Elon Musk is stupid. I thought, really? Elon Musk is stupid. Really? <laughs> I mean, let's think about this. You're a news anchor. You think Elon Musk is stupid? I mean, you read what's on a teleprompter and you, you're, and visually you're, you're not offensive to look at. You think Elon Musk, who from a child who ended up being a, a, one of the founders of, of PayPal and took that money and then spun it into Tesla and took Tesla and is now trying to go to the moon and has come up with you know a, a, a space program that's rivaled – that's actually taken business from NASA and done it yes. at a discount, who built an entire array of charging stations across the entire country – is stupid like honestly well, he's innovative you it's should be canceled she should be canceled like that's that like it's funny when when it shifts to them they're always like eh, how what? like you can't do that you, what are you talking about like this is elon musk like who cares what his politics are <laughs> he's brilliant <laughs> you who can who can say he's not brilliant i'm not well I mean, she can but um well like you He's been known to cure insecurity just with his laugh. His organ donation card lists his charisma. His smile is so contagious. Vaccines have been created for it. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. So, like, use your arguments against you. That it's free speech. So right. she, so she's able to say it. And cancel culture is you should be canceled. It, it's cancel culture. Like, let me start there, and I'll work my way back to Scott Adams. Cancel culture is beautiful for whoever is calling for the cancellation. So when I watch now, and they're saying the FBI should be defunded and and ended, I'm like, yes, 
So, but defund the police back a couple of years ago was horrid. Defund the FBI is absolutely logical. Cancel culture is for whoever is like what you just said I don't like. That's who cancel culture um, abides. And I, I agree. I agree that if if you got a newspaper, you want to show your customer base that you're sensitive to the things that they're sensitive to. So you make a proclamation, you make an examination of yourself to determine, okay, listen, we're an urban magazine. We serve a lot of black people. Gilbert was one of our cartoons. He said some racist stuff. Let's let's drop him. Let's kind of right. let's show some support and let's drop him. Okay, thirty percent of our base is let's drop him. Like all all our readers are white um, conservatives. Let's keep him. In fact, let's move him to the top of the cartoons. <laughs> you know, here's the fun, here's the funny thing. I was gonna say, like I said, like eh, it's appropriate. They have the right to do that. Yeah, right. But if you said, Matt, if you were running the the if you were running it, would you remove it? No, I wouldn't remove it. I wouldn't remove well, it. Well, you would, depending on well, I guess it who on your my customers, base, yes. like, on my customer base. Yes. But I think in general, it's it's like to me, if John Grisham came out with a book that was good, and he was ha- had made racist comments, would I still read his book? Yeah, he's a great writer. Like I love his stuff. I read them; they're great. Like, like if he writes a good cartoon and you like the cartoon, that I would probably keep buying the cartoon. <laughs> and- so. Did you ever read Dilbert? No. So, so I don't care if he's gone. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a great character. I, I never I never found him funny, so it, it doesn't matter if he's gone. You're right. For me, it doesn't matter. It probably doesn't matter. It probably doesn't. It really doesn't. From probably to, I, I don't know, he's popular. Right. I think there was a movie. I think he had a movie or something. Was there a Dilbert movie? I think so. I think there was. Is that a Hawaiian shirt? No, I don't think it's Hawaiian. No? No, I think it's more like an Auburn. Looks like a It's like a very a, dark Hawaiian. You put, if you put a, a lot of leaves on it, it looks like a, a, a like a, a a fall shirt or something. Yeah. In in the spring. Do they time. make fall shirts? Yes. Though that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> All right. And and going back to Mr. Scott Adams, I, I think um he's e- emotionally removed. I don't personally think he's a racist i think he's as i was saying before probably before um we took a break but um i think that he's just not around a lot of black people i think if you live a life like you said like queen if you're not around a lot of black people you don't quite understand the queen the queen of england oh the queen Queen elizabeth i immediately thought of the group queen like Sorry. Is this the real I, I know, life? right? Like, <laughs> is this just fat? All right, so <laughs> Fat Bottoms Girl started playing him. Like, oh my god, <laughs> love that song. <laughs> they make the rocking world go round, go round. All right, like the Queen of England. I think he's just removed from black people, so he doesn't understand. I'd give it ignorance, and and he's not speaking from a point of view of hanging around black people. If he had been around black people, he would never say that. So for him to ask someone to remove themselves from black people, like most people find that to be impossible. They would be like, where, like in the city or depending on where you live, it would be an impossible task to move away from one race. And what about the Hispanics or the Asians? I mean, why single out the blacks? 
Well, I was going to say, I, I don't think, I, I, listen, I, like I said, I almost feel like it was a sarcastic, stupid rant that I'm sure at this point he definitely regrets, but I also I've, think I've he seen the just, follow-ups. He's, he's, is he digging in? <laughs> yeah. What, what he's saying is it was misinterpreted, which is almost, you know, anyway. Instead of him just saying, like, that was probably dumb of me to say. Anyway, apologies don't matter anyway. I mean, in cancel culture- Apologies don't matter. They they want you canceled anyway. I've seen some people apologize for doing some crazy stuff and they still ruin their lives. You know, so it, I mean the consequences well, when they come, they come. You I can't mean, avoid listen, them. He's an old guy. It's not like it's not like he's thirty five years old and starting his career. Like he's an old guy who's he's got it, old it's money, based, old guy, tons of, made, probably made a bunch of money, probably perfectly fine. Yes, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen? You went on a little rant. You went too far. You know, and Dilbert wasn't that great, so you'll fade into the the background, and you won't be in the comic strip Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I what was I was gonna say what what else did he say? What we mean on the on the thing on the rant? Yeah. Oh, um, he was saying to to move away. Yeah, we were and, and about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he was he was also saying like don't even deal with them. Stop dealing with black people. Go to white. White owned and white respected business. Did he really? I yes. didn't see all that because I, I told you I couldn't find the rant on, but I just saw bits and pieces as yeah. It stop, kind of broke stop apart. supporting the things that we promote. You know, like he he's saying he was doing that, but now he's going to stop supporting the things that black people promote. It's like get out of here, man. Whatever. It it, it it is the whole thing is is ridiculous, and it got everybody's um hair on everyone's neck standing up, and and now he regrets it. So we just thought we'd bring that up. But um, I'm hoping that we can do more of these podcasts about current you, events. You love this. You love this. Oh, my. Listen, I love political. We started talking about this the other day, and we talked for like an hour, and you were like, we should be, we should be filming this. Yes. We should. Like, and, 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 and like what I will do is I will start writing down some topics, and we should just come in because if I think we did our best talking before we got here. Yeah, yeah. This is horrible. I don't know who's watching this. <laughs> Like you have nothing to do if you've watched this much. Like you need to, there's so there's so much better content on on YouTube. Yes, there really yeah. is. But but we had better conversations when we first. So I need to bring it up. Just come in, show you what I want to show you, and then hey, let's talk about it. You know, you know what's funny is like when when I was listening to it, and he was like, you know, you need to move far away from blacks as you can, and this and that. And I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, you could you you could move out to where I live. Like I live way out here and. This is this. Would you say this is upper middle class? You would think, but it's not. It's this black people out here. No, that's what I was going to say. No, you don't understand. My whole the whole street. And that's what I was saying. Is I would consider this. These houses are selling for four, five, six hundred thousand, and it's a nice neighborhood. It's like living in the Truman Show. Yeah, you know, like it's a super nice neighborhood. There's no crime. There are two sheriff's deputies that live on my street, right? But the thing is, is that everybody, the the people that live next to me are. They don't even speak English. Right. The They're like a retired, older retired couple. We don't know where they're from, honestly. Right. Like, I'm like, are they Spanish? Are they, like, I don't know. You know, and, and, and Jess is like, I have no idea where, where, you know, you just can't, they're older. You know, old people, they're already, they're old, they're distorted looking. That's a horrible thing. It sounds messed up. We stop. I'm just saying, like, they're old. Like, you can't say, you like, are they. You'll be there soon. From the Philippines? Or are soon. they from South America? I don't know. Right. So. 
and you know, and even their accents a little off. I'm like, nah, something's not. It's not like I keep telling Jess. I'm like, you understand that guy was probably a dictator of a South American country. He probably killed a bunch of people. Took stole all the money from the treasury and moved out here. He retired to Florida. He's in hiding because they don't say hi or anything. They, they, and they're like, they like kind of like, hello, sir. And they walk in. It's like this is weird. So I got that. The people next to me, like. The guy came over on the Mariel boat lift. He's it, the whole family's uh, Cuban, right? Wow. Then I've got multiple uh, black families in the neighborhood, H- all Hispanic, Cuban, like the riffraff. And they all have legitimate jobs. Like they sell insurance, right? Retirees, they sell insurance. They're police officers. The riffraff in the neighborhood, the bad element is is this house. <laughs> like the white people, with the only one of the few white people families in this whole neighborhood, we're the ones with felonies. Like right. we're the ones that I walk out there and it's like, but bad for these people. But the the problem is you're you're living in Hillsborough County. No, this is I think well it's close. Whatever it's. Oh no, this is Pasco County. Pasco yeah, you're right. Pasco? It's Pasco. This is Pasco. Yeah, you're right. I I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Pasco County is definitely supposed to be mostly white. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's on the other side of Pasco. I don't know. That is wow. I think it's across. Like you have to go the other, but then they're building. There's just they're building so many houses. But there's just there, there just is no. It's funny. I was walking with Reese. Remember Reese? Yes. Walking with Reese one time, he was going on a little rant, and I looked nice. at him and I said, and we were this we were in Coleman, and and I said, yeah, you know, I hear you, Reese. I said, but what you really have to understand, you'll be a much happier person in the future. I said, is when you realize that. I said, the future is beige. I said, and unless you're ready to take a gun to small children, I said, it ain't changing. No. And that's just the reality. And you'll be much happier when you realize that. Yes. And he was like, I know you're right. He went on all kinds of rant. Listen, he went on a rant one time (laughs) for five minutes about how, like, there's nothing in the Constitution about providing uh, free education. (laughs) And he went on this whole rant about free education. And I was like, I agree, bro. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be educating these people. I, and he's like, right. I said, I said, you're th- you're 11, 12 years old. I said, there's nothing wrong with with worth working in a factory. You should be they should, those kids, those poor kids. We could have them work in factories. They don't have to know how to read. And he looked at me. He's like, all right. Now that's not what I'm, I'm not saying that. I said, I said, you need to think about what you say. <laughs> and he was like, you know, because let's face it. Like the truth is, is like it, there there's already forms of socialism. Right, like free education, free like in a truly capitalist society, that wouldn't exist. Correct. So you know, everybody's you know, everybody doesn't mind the what's an acceptable pushing of the envelope. Um, but anyway, it was so funny when he I was like, "Yeah, let these kids work in sweatshops." I, I miss the Reese rants. I miss the nuts. He's yeah, so, he's, he, he was. And, well, you know, I never got to hear the real. See, I felt like you heard the real rants because oh, it, sure. it, could, it could have speckles of some of his honest opinions in there. For me, it was more rants about people or guards or the system. Yeah. Which th- there was never any speckle of racism. And and regardless of the racism, I know Reese liked me. Oh, he loved you. He's like, man, he I, loves I, you. I, I love Zach, he, man. He, him <laughs> but he's and, black. You're like, but he's black. Yeah. I think you told me that. You told me, but he's black. He's like, yeah, but he's yeah. <laughs> he likes Xanadu. <laughs> him, um, uh, Jason Weeks, like all all the white guys that shouldn't have liked certain black guys all loved you, <laughs> which I'm not sure, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how you feel about that. I, I don't know. I, um, 
But I was going to say, like, it's funny because when I went to prison was probably the first time I'd ever really been realized that there were these real deep lines that were drawn in society. Because in prison, they're not pretending about, like, it's clear. You're black. You sit over there. I'm white. You sit here. You're so- well, Coleman didn't really have that. Well, I, I mean, it did. Now, it when did, I left Coleman, I saw that. Right. It did to a little bit of a degree, but not not as I'm sure it is in other prisons. But oh, my God. In any way at all, I'm saying, like, when I was out, like, I would, you know. In the low, they had that? The separate, they separate? Yeah, it was still like that. It, it was, honestly, the, the low wasn't. Other than the fact that the inmates were different, there wasn't that much difference. Oh. And honestly, I probably saw more brutal fights in the low than I saw in the medium. But I was there a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, remember I thought like the first violence I saw was a, a guy got hit with a lock and that was in the medium. I saw that happen multiple times in the low in the unit. Yeah, um, I've seen that too. Saw guys get cut with uh, razors. Yes, I've seen that you too. Know, in the poking, Whoa, poking this was eye out. Low. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it's it that that is a brutal experience. And when I went to the pen, the racism is intact. And and you know what's and, and this is another long story. But there was a, a gentleman there, and I need to his name Mont. And he was telling. I'll never forget this because there was a Spanish guy. Him and I would talk all the time. His name was well, I call it Perez. So we talk all the time, and a couple of times they like, "Hey Perez, you want something to eat?" I'd, I'd have chips, and I, "Hey, you want some chips?" And he'd be like, "No, no, no, I'm good, I'm good." And Mont told me like one day I'm offering him chips, he wouldn't take it, right? And Mont said, "You know, he can never accept yeah. any food from you." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "His people would never allow him, yeah, to accept any food from you." I'm like. Are you kidding me? Like he made me aware, like, and there there was a line I didn't know was there. And even though we talked all the time and we were close, he could never cross that line to even to eat what I was eating. Yeah. yeah. Whether he wanted to or not, because of the, the racial line that they draw. So you're right. It's it's very there, it's 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 eye-opening. And I've seen it a couple of times in society. I've seen racism in society. I was going to tell you about the one of the times I uh, a, a confrontation I had with the police. I was out with this uh, in high school with this white girl. Mm, <laughs> mm. Christina, I think her name was. No, that's anyway, we a very got, white girl name. Yeah. We, we got pulled over. Wendy. Betty. No, Becky, Becky. Becky. That's the one you're thinking about. We got pulled over. And so the police asked me to get out of the car. I'll, I'll never forget this. So the police asked me to get out of the car and pissed her off. Oh, you're only asking me to get out of the car because he's oh black. I can't believe you're doing it. You wouldn't be doing this to him if he was black. You're going to so, get me shot. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm at the car and I'm telling her, calm down. Please. Calm down. Please calm down. No, F these cops. They're a bunch of bullshit. She's going on and on. And I'm like, calm down. Right, so the cop tells me, he goes, you understand what's going on. He goes, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to calm her down. Like, he took me out of cuffs so I could put my hands on her to, like, you have got. Like, I had to beg her to please calm down so that we both can get out of this situation. Right. But she felt like, no, that's bull. I shouldn't have to calm down. It's obvious what they're doing. He's like, yeah, well, it could obviously get worse. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying, the the worst part will be us not leaving together. 
So let's let's try to shoot <laughs> or for that. Le- or leaving <laughs> together. <laughs> right. Let's try. It. And I had to convince her that the only way that we were going to leave this situation okay is if for her to calm down and shut up. That was the only way. Like I had to give her a look like shut up for her to calm down. But she was like this. She's one of, of like I've learned the liberal white females that I've met in college and most of my life where they are, the system is unfair and I'm going to speak out boldly and loudly about it whenever I spot it, you know, and I'm I always been like, don't do it around me because yeah, I'm not me. trying to get the system pissed off when I'm sitting around. I'll do that myself is the way I felt. But yeah, that was like the cop was basically telling me like, you know yeah, you, that I yeah. treat you like shit. And you need that, to calm her down and let her accept it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why, were, why were you in cuffs? Because I was doing 45 in a 35 zone. Oh, really? Yeah. Not because not you had like a suspended license or anything? Nothing? No. Oh. He's like, get out of the car. Because of her. Mm. They told me to get out of the car and she, she, she got out. They're like, what are you doing, ma'am? Get back in. This is on, this is on West Shore Boulevard and Gandhi. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. So I had other, because I was living out there. I looked, anyway, look out point. I had an apartment. But anyway, um, on West Shore and Gandhi, they pulled me over. They said, you were doing 45. I'm going down West Shore, coming out to Gandhi, and I had just turned. And they pulled me over. You were doing 45 and a 35. So step out. Of, immediately told me to step out of the car. So I got out of the car. And she's like, why is he getting out of the car? Why are you getting out of the car? They go, he told me to get out of the car. You don't have to get out of the car. That's, she immediately lost her mind. And so we're there. Cars are going by, and she's screaming. There's gas stations. and every, you know People are like, what the hell is going on over there? And she's screaming at them. Y'all are racist. That's bull crap. You would never ask me. I've been pulled over seven or eight times. I've never been asked to get out of the car. I'm like, wait till they get your ass next time. <laughs> they're going to be, oh, be, be a note. You. Let's go. There's going to be a note on your file. <laughs> yeah. But the cop, honest to God, the cop told me, he said, you understand what's going on, right? Because that's when they put me in cuffs when she's screaming. Right. So, like, they don't even, like, want to restrain her. It's like, okay, turn around and put your hands behind your back. She's screaming. Oh, why are you cuffing him up? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm like, this is progressively getting worse. <laughs> she's screaming. They're telling her to please calm down. But for me, it's like, okay, now we're going in your pockets, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, like now, like this is getting worse and worse. And I guess the cop realized, okay, the more we're doing to him, the the more matter she's getting. Right. <laughs> so fix this is what he asked me to do. And he let us go. He really, believe it or not, he gave me a ticket and let us go. You know, but he told me to calm her, try to keep her calm. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I <laughs> definitely. I'm going to have to give her more of this big dick, Your I, Honor. I, Officer, I'm sorry. <laughs> I definitely think. I definitely think that the cops are just like it's it's insane. Like everybody I know that gets you know that they they don't use they use they use inappropriate force a lot of the times. It's like oh it's for our own safety. It's like listen, bro, you went to arrest a guy who committed you know tax fraud. You guys brought twelve guys. Like come on, man, what are you doing? How did like, they come for you? No, for me? Yeah, copters. What? Oh, when they got me, they God, there had to be at least twelve. They they blocked off the whole street. There's the, it was it was insanity. Like it was insane. And it, but look, but in my case, granted, I was on the run. 
Like I, I'm sure they thought he might take off on foot. He might, they don't know me, right? like, you know, but who knows, you know, what they were thinking. But I, I know guys that were like, like literally they're, they're, they're coming to their, you know, when they came to get Dan, right. My buddy Dan, like he had always shown up on time. He'd met all of the, you know, and you know, multiple guys like this. Like I had gone to every court of parents. Right. I'd been there. I had an attorney. The U S attorney knew I had an attorney. U S the attorney had been told by my attorney, look, if you do indict him and want him to show up, just let us know. But they don't do that. They come to your house at six o'clock in the morning with 12 guys surround your house, embarrass you bang on the door. It's like, I'm here because I was the office manager at a pain (laughs) clinic where you arrest some doctors were over prescribing medication. Like you arrested me. I'm facing maybe a couple of years in prison. You, I'm not violent. I have no weapons. You came with 12 guys and banged on the door at 6 o'clock in the morning to arrest me. Well, they, they're claiming that they don't they don't never know what they're facing, so they're ready for all. we got to wrap up. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it, it, it's overkill. It's overkill. So, all right. What are all we right. doing? we got to wrap up. I'm, I need a pencil and paper. I just remember the story I want to tell. Did I ever tell you the story about my when they came to my sister's house, the police? No, well, you probably did. Where they made them come out and get on the grass. I never told you that story. No, I don't. I, I, I you might have a long time. Wow, this is a, it's a hard piece of bait. Yeah, well, I, I probably should put it in my phone. Let me put it in my phone. But I, I know tons of guys that were stockbrokers that got arrested. Like they came, they they banged on the door. They and then they they would act like you know. Well, we didn't know where you were. You didn't know where I was. I have an attorney. I've gone to four different court appointments. They, like stop it. Right? Like yeah, like they, you're they, doing they, it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You could have called me. Like it, like just like you're saying right now. Well, they don't know what they're fake. No, they could have called and said, "Can it, have him turn himself in." Like I'm looking at a couple of years. Nobody's going on the run. Right. You know. Call me. I'll turn myself in. My lawyer called you. He told you. U.S. Attorney said, "Oh, of course, we'll we'll, we'll make that call." But you don't. Right. You, you do it as a show of force to try and scare me, to embarrass me in front of my friends yes. and family. To embarrass it's, it's my more family. Of, it's, it's more of an embarrassment and, and machismo, for, so they can feel like they're tough cops. Like, yeah, you got this guy. Yeah, jerks. Did you know I wrote a lot of a bunch of books? Yes. In, in prison. Yes. So check out my book. Um, Trailers, the the trailers. I made these little trailers. They're awesome. Check Buy out my book. website. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and, to my and, podcast. Yeah, website. Zach's Black. Zach, no. Black Zach. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Black Zach. No, nothing. he had nothing to do with that name. All right. See ya. It's kind of like the people who are like, give give the United States back to oh to the Indians to the to which Indians which tribe. Because, like, the Mohawks were killed off by the Apache. The Apache invaded, like, th- there was so much intertribal, right? Uh, um, uh, in, or, you know, intertribal warring going on between, like, they weren't all fucking holding hands and singing kumbaya, bro. Right. Like, who are we giving it back to? The Seminoles? Like, who? The Seminoles weren't even in this area. They moved them from. You know, you know what I'm saying? From a completely different location. Like, wh- who are we giving him back to? Like, I know it sounds good. It's cute. <laughs> My favorite was there was a white woman one time um, in Texas, and they were talking about uh, all the Mexicans coming across the border. And the they were like, well, what do you think we, what do you think the answer is? You know, all, and, 
because there was a, there was a bunch of robberies from and they were everybody that was robbed they were Mexicans right. they were illegal Mexicans and they were like they talked to her and she said um she goes uh she said I just you know I just want the United States to be like it used to be and my first thought was you mean when the Indians owned it <laughs> like, I was like like Ooh. lady you need to think about this like what do you mean. Like, well, people people speak. Why don't we go on air? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, well, no problem. Well, people people speak people speak in in absolutes. Yeah. Not to go back to our dad, but people speak in absolute terms, and they want a a, a spot in their mind in their perception of where they want to get to. Right. You know, and that to them is the promised land or the the um the the holy land so when they're like hey i want to get back to like i might say i want to get back to my younger days well i mean there was i struggled a lot in my younger days you know but i'm thinking about my health you know waning so it's it's just it, it just depends so people have a euphoric vision that they kind of just grasp for yeah but that euphoric vision probably never really existed never did no. you know what i'm saying like no. there's the, they're like well you used to be, no, listen there was never a time when everybody was walking around holding hands, you know, like I said, singing kumbaya. Like it's not, Amen. that doesn't exist. It's never going to exist. It's silliness. Like, you know, I get it, but there was, it's funny too, because um, I, I think, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like the, uh, uh, you know, the Confederacy, right? Or the Confederate uh, States. Like what, you know, during that time period, do you understand that, that, all like the bulk of the work or a lot of the work was being done by obviously by slaves that there was very little inner uh, um invention um at all like there like like it was the the entire economy was stagnant because you were kicking back letting these guys do the work and you're kicking back so there was no real um you know in there were no inventions there was no um there were no strides. Innovation. In, in, you mean innova- innovations. Sorry, innovations. There was no strides in, in innovation. There was right. no. There was no right. middle why? class or lower class moving up, moving the economy. Why, why would there you? Was no upward, there was no upward, upward um, momentum. Push. There yes. was, and, and technology was at a standstill. Right. And the North was actually doing a lot because they didn't have slaves and they weren't interested in slavery. Not that there and, weren't and, some, but but in general. Free market. Right. So, so in, a, in a very real way, after the Civil War, like after obviously there was a huge downturn. Uh, in the economy, but when it came back, suddenly the South came back super strong, it much stronger, and they evolved much quicker than when they had the slaves. Why? Because now we have to do something. We have to work. We right. have to put the status quo is no longer available. So now we have to, you know, innovate and come up with different machinery and come right. up with all of these different things that helps start, you know, basically make up for all the labor that was that is now missing. Right. Um. <clears throat> but people don't think about that. No, you know, there's all all kinds of stuff. It's the same thing with the I was gonna say like the Civil War. Like, well, I mean, I just think there's there's a lot of revisionist history that goes on. So, um, what I was gonna say like kind of like that. well, it's 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 all perspective though. So um, sometimes it's just fact. No, well, yes. <laughs> so we we live in like I I herald the fact that I lived in a time. That I like, first of all, like with the first black president or Donald Trump, a billionaire, an entrepreneur becoming a president. So there's things that that have gone on in my day 
that when I read in history, I'm like, wow, I wonder what it's like to live when certain things went on. Like, I'm not saying I'm happy about 9-11, but we we lived through an attack on the United States. You know, so you you, you like you have a perception of different time spans that that we lived through. So there historic events, right? Historical events. So there's my perception of certain things in the event. Like I might be happy about one thing and upset about another. You know, with the same thing with uh, Donald Trump. I mean, there are people who said he didn't lose to to Biden. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all uh, even though, it, but Biden became president anyway. But it's all a, a perception of how you look at. It. Just like what I was saying the other day about. You know, when I'm teaching a class and these guys walk in and just go pummeling on a guy, you know, they're like, man, they just they just beat that dude's ass for no reason. And then somebody else go, man, that dude finally got what he deserved. You know, and it's like <laughs> it's the same event, but it's different perspectives, yeah. you know. So it, it's it, it's kind of the same thing with with the old South or people thinking back um, back when the Confederate Confederate was alive. But you're right. Re- revising history limits the opinions. So don't take away the facts. Take the facts of what happened and let people get the opinion of what they learned or what they felt they was for. Keep that there. Don't revise it, but just give the information of what happened. Yeah, that's like that doesn't seem even okay. So here you want to you want to start with the the Gilbert thing? Yes, Gilbert. Gilbert. Sorry, Gilbert. 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 Okay, hold on. So (laughs) you want me to do this? Yeah. Because that's what what. All right. Like that. All right, no, not me. All <laughs> That's right. just to see the spike in the uh, in okay. the feed, okay. so he can line it up. All right, um, clap again, I guess. <laughs> so right here. All right, all right. Um, Using forgeries and bogus identities, Matthew B. Cox, one of the most ingenious con men in history, built America's biggest banks out of millions. Despite numerous encounters with bank security, state, and federal authorities. Cox narrowly, and quite luckily, avoided capture for years. Eventually, he topped the U.S. Secret Service's most wanted list and led the U.S. Marshals, FBI, and Secret Service on a three-year chase while jet-setting around the world with his attractive female accomplices. Cox has been declared one of the most prolific mortgage fraud con artists of all time by CNBC's American Greed. Bloomberg Businessweek called him the mortgage industry's worst nightmare, while Dateline NBC described Cox as a gifted forger and silver-tongued liar. Playboy magazine proclaimed his scam was real estate fraud, and he was the best. Shark in the Housing Pool is Cox's exhilarating first-person account of his stranger-than-fiction story, available now on Amazon and Audible. Bent is the story of John J. Boziak's phenomenal life of crime. Inked from head to toe, with an addiction to strippers and fast Cadillacs, Boziak was not your typical computer geek. He was, however, one of the most cunning scammers, counterfeiters, identity thieves, and escape artists alive, and a major thorn in the side of the U.S. Secret Service as they fought a war on cybercrime. With a savant-like ability to circumvent banking security and stay one step ahead of law enforcement, Boziak made millions of dollars in the international cyber underworld with the help of the Chinese and the Russians. Then, leaving nothing but a John Doe warrant and a cleaned-out bank account in his wake, he vanished. 
Bosiak's stranger-than-fiction tale of ingenious scams and impossible escapes, of brazen run-ins with the law and secret desires to straighten out and settle down, makes his story a true crime con game that will keep you guessing. Bent. How a homeless teen became one of the cybercrime industry's most prolific counterfeiters. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Buried by the U.S. government and ignored by the national media, this is the story they don't want you to know. When Frank Amadeo met with President George W. Bush at the White House to discuss NATO operations in Afghanistan, no one knew that he'd already embezzled nearly $200 million from the federal government, money he intended to use to bankroll his plan to take over the world. From Amadeo's global headquarters in the shadow of Florida's Disney World, with a nearly inexhaustible supply of the Internal Revenue Services Fund, Amadeo acquired multiple businesses, amassing a mega conglomerate. Driven by his delusions of world conquest, he negotiated the purchase of a squadron of American fighter jets and the controlling interest in a former Soviet ICBM factory. He began work to build the largest private militia on the planet, over one million Africans strong. Simultaneously, Amadeo hired an international black ops force to orchestrate a coup in the Congo while plotting to take over several small Eastern European countries. The most disturbing part of it all is, had the US government not thwarted his plans, he might have just pulled it off. It's insanity. The bizarre, true story of a bipolar megalomaniac's insane plan for total world domination. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Pierre Rossini, in the 1990s, was a 20-something-year-old Los Angeles-based drug trafficker of ecstasy and ice. He and his associates drove luxury European supercars, lived in Beverly Hills penthouses, and dated Playboy models while dodging federal indictments. Then, two FBI officers with the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force entered the picture. Dirty agents willing to fix cases and identify informants. Suddenly, two of Rossini's associates, confidential informants working with federal law enforcement, were murdered. Everyone pointed to Rossini. As his co-defendants prepared for trial, U.S. Attorney Robert Mueller sat down to debrief Rossini at Leavenworth Penitentiary, and another story emerged. A tale of FBI corruption and complicity in murder. You see, Pierre Rossini knew something that no one else knew. The truth. And Robert Mueller and the federal government have been covering it up to this very day. Devil Exposed, a twisted tale of drug trafficking, corruption, and murder in the City of Angels. Available on Amazon and Audible. Bailout is a psychological true crime thriller that pits a narcissistic conman against an egotistical pathological liar. Marcus Shrinker, the money manager who attempted to fake his own death during the 2008 financial crisis, is about to be released from prison, and he's ready to talk. He's ready to tell you the story no one's heard. Shrinker sits down with true crime writer Matthew B. Cox, a fellow inmate serving time for bank fraud. Shrinker lays out the details. The disgruntled clients who persecuted him for unanticipated market losses, the affair that ruined his marriage, and the treachery of his scorned wife, 
the woman who framed him for securities fraud, leaving him no choice but to make a bogus distress call and plunge from his multi-million dollar private aircraft in the dead of night. The $11.1 million in life insurance, the missing $1.5 million in gold. The fact is, Shrinker wants you to think he's innocent. The problem is, Cox knows Shrinker's a pathological liar and his story's a fabrication. As Cox subtly coaxes, cajoles, and yes, cons Shrinker into revealing his deceptions, his stranger-than-fiction life of lies slowly unravels. This is the story Shrinker didn't want you to know. Bailout, The Life and Lies of Marcus Shrinker. Available now on Barnes & Noble, Etsy, and Audible. Matthew B. Cox is a con man, incarcerated in the Federal Bureau of Prisons for a variety of bank fraud-related scams. Despite not having a drug problem, Cox inexplicably ends up in the prison's residential drug abuse program, known as RDAP. A drug program in name only, RDAP is an invasive behavior modification therapy specifically designed to correct the cognitive thinking errors associated with criminal behavior. The program is a non-fiction dark comedy which chronicles Cox's side-splitting journey. This first-person account is a fascinating glimpse at the survivor-like atmosphere inside of the government-sponsored rehabilitation unit. While navigating the treachery of his backstabbing peers, Cox simultaneously manipulates prison policies and the bumbling staff every step of the way. The Program How a Con Man Survived the Federal Bureau of Prisons' Cult of RDAP Available now on Amazon and Audible. If you saw anything you like, links to all the books are in the description box.